Thank you for listening to this message from Forward Ministries. We pray it blesses you, encourages you, and inspires grace in you today. You can visit us online at forwardministries.org. We're talking about transformation, talking about prayer, where it's sliding into living a disciplined lifestyle so that you are experiencing transformation, so that you represent God on this planet and you experience the fruit of what he's placed within you, the righteousness that he's placed within you. And I prayed this week for God to give me a different message. And every time I prayed, I just got more revelation on giving. It's like... (laughs) So, under this new covenant, you have to know there is no law that binds you to giving. Just so you know, we as a church... We've managed well. God has been a blessing. We're fine. This is not, I'm not ramping it up. Notice we don't have a poster board with a thermometer that I'm pointing at. You've got to fill it up, you know. Y'all better fill that thermometer up. You're not going to be blessed type, you know. God, your blessing is in Jesus, right? Your acceptance is in Jesus. God's willingness to bless you is because you are in Jesus. God... Jesus teaches us in Matthew 6, he, he says, look, look, at the, look at the flowers of the field. Look at the birds in the air. They don't work and sweat. Are you not more valuable than they are? So God ties his willingness to provide for you to his value for you. God will provide for you because he values you. He says, I am your provider. It's what he wants to be and who he wants to be. You don't have to figure out some little charismatic trick to get him to open the windows of heaven for you. You are in heaven already. You're looking out the window. Okay? This is not, I'm not going to give you tips and tricks on how to get God to bless you. He's blessed you in Jesus. You can experience as much blessing as you want to in that intimate place with him, in that secret place with him. What we're talking about is experiencing a grace that God has given us to walk in on this planet that has multiple, multiple, multiple benefits. I'll say this. Giving a fixed percentage of your income is the most basic way to discipline your heart and your mind to put God first. There's no magic in it. It doesn't make God want to give you more. You don't, you don't kick in the laws of God's generosity or the seventh seed on the Rosh Hashanah. Or, you know, it's like, come on. I mean, I, I know it sounds like I'm making fun of that stuff, but can we please just make the Christian life about Christ? Amen. It's either him or nothing. We're free from religion. We're free from... Uh, the, the stuff. How will he not with him freely give you all things? So, giving is the most basic way. I'm just going to read a few statements here that I feel like God showed me this week. There's nothing magic. It's the most basic way to discipline your heart. Uh, it, it's, there's nothing magic. It doesn't put you in a law that you enter into and convince God to want to bless you. If your relationship with money is carnal, you will trust in it as your provider. Money 
can be used this way. It can be used to wrench and leverage your mindset out of carnality into spiritual thinking. See, because money is part of this world system. You, the stuff that we use money to get grows freely on this planet already. I mean, think about it. Everything that we think we need money to get, God has already created the planet to give to us freely. Food, air, water, shelter. Those are the only things that we really need. Everything else is an illusion of this world. And, and it's abundant. We're, we'll never run out of air. You're never going to run out of air. You're never going to run out of water. I mean, we might, in sections, poorly manage things where we compromise. You know, I get that. But, but as far as the way God designed to provide for us, we weren't, des we weren't designed to earn a wage and that affect the quality of our lives. Your income was not created by God to determine the quality of life that you experience on this planet. That's kingdom thinking. That's spiritual thinking. Your, your provision has, you've been placed in the middle of a system on a planet where God desired to freely bless us with everything that we ever needed. That we just wake up and everything we need is just right there. Man, he's so good. So then we get into this demonic, satanic trap of being, deceitful, being deceived by riches. Jesus warns in Mark 4, he says, the deceitfulness of riches chokes the word of God. Des riches are deceitful in two ways, probably several ways, but two ways specifically. If you think you have enough money and you are secure because of how much money you have, you're deceived. If you think you don't have enough and you can't have the things that you want or need and you're going to die, you're deceived. God is your provider. Are we using money as our provider? Are we using money as our sense of safety and security? Or are we using it to leverage our mindset to shift it back on Jesus? See, to take a fixed percentage of your income and say, I'm going to give it. Now, you give it, you give it wherever you want to give it. You give it to the poor. I mean, he, there's mostly when it talks about giving in Jesus' teachings, it's to the poor. You know, Paul does teach about supporting local bodies and churches, and I, and I get that. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying, well, I'll tell you the truth. I want big offerings because <laughs> we're going to do good stuff with it, right? But I'm really not trying to manipulate you into some big giant offering today. If God puts that on your heart, you do that. I don't look at who gives what. I stay away from that. Adam does that, and he can't help but love everybody, so you're good. <laughs> Seriously. All right. So that, that's, you know, to take a fixed percentage of your income is not from a legalistic perspective where God will be unhappy with you or withhold something from you if you don't give that percentage. Then you come out of the old covenant into the new covenant, renew your mind of who God is in light of your relationship with him now. Now you have a responsibility. I want to steward my mind and my heart so that I am completely in trust toward God. Now, I'm not talking about creating lack 
with giving a fixed income or fixed percentage of your income where it's like, if I give this much, then I'm going to have lack and that's going to make me trust God. I'm not talking about, I'm not saying that way because that's what some of us do. Well, if I give this much, then we're going to be in lack, but that's, that's going to force me to trust God. No, that's a lack mentality. Do you understand that? Yes. Yes. That's what a lot of people do. They think, okay, well, I'm going to give and it's going to force me to trust. No, it won't. It could just further ingrain your lack mentality is what that, that type of mindset could do. Your giving is not necessarily a sacrifice to God. There's one sacrifice, that's Jesus. And, and pick a percentage. There's no magic percentage, just so you know. The word tithe does mean 10%. I don't teach tithe. I teach generosity. I teach give. Give is according to as you've purposed in your heart. Righteousness should produce generosity in every area. If you choose a particular percentage and you want to give it to some other place and go to church here, I, you know, I don't care. God's our provider. I mean, you know, I, I have opinions, but I don't use this to throw my opinions out. I try not to. The pulpit, that is. So, you know, it, it's, it's a tool. It's, in fact, let me read you a couple passages and we're kind of winding down here. Giving is not magic. It doesn't make God want to bless you. It's, it's a way to discipline your heart and mind to trust God because you are, you're, you're just you're putting what you use to get stuff first toward God and then saying, this money is not my source, you're my source, but not from a sacrificial place, from a place of trust. Now, watch how uh, Paul talks about it. This is 2 Corinthians 8. And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. So Paul calls, and he's about to teach on giving, okay? This is 2 Corinthians 8. I know I'm going fast. I'm trying to not keep you too long. But God's about, or Paul is about to describe giving as a grace. Now, the word grace here is the same word it uses for the gift of healing, the gift of prophecy the gift of faith. The word gift in the Greek is the word charis. It's what we translate as grace. Grace is this power that rises up from God's spirit to influence your heart that brings a capacity beyond your own abilities. Grace is not just a doctrine that says God's not mad at you anymore. Jesus has completed your righteousness. You know, there, are, there is the doctrine of grace. But grace is, a, is, if you look up grace in the, I don't even know, I think it does say it in Strong's, but it goes into it more in the Thayer's Greek lexicon. The primary definition of what grace is is a, div a divine influence on your heart. It's with the heart that we believe, out of the heart flow all the issues of life. It's like God gives you an unfair advantage to believe because he's influencing the place you believe from. That's his favor. His favor abides within you to influence your capacity to believe because all things are possible for those who believe. That's not just an external promise, all things are possible for those who believe. He then says, now I'm going to put my influence in your heart so that your heart actually gets to that place where it can believe all things are possible. I mean, that's grace, to be strengthened in the inner man. So. The giving, the grace of giving 
is something that God does within you that brings a capacity within you that's not your own. You feel like, I don't feel like I can give. Well, this is, I'm telling you, this is the, this is the secret in giving, but it's not a key of how to get God to bless you. It's a key to how to train your heart to connect with the Spirit of God, to connect with grace. Because if giving is a grace, and you have a physical thing within your hand that you can do on a consistent basis that is very closely tied to your heart, and giving is a grace, you're teaching your heart how to function in a grace, a capacity of God, an influence of God. Now, it might start out as physical. It might start out as, I, I, you know, I don't really fully understand this, I'm, but I, I want to support the church. I believe in what's happening here. I want this message to go out. I want to print books. I want to build more churches in Kenya, drill more wells, all the stuff that we're doing, you know. I mean, Teresa's over here. She's like, yeah, we want you to give because <laughs> she's got people to sponsor in Kenya and rescue girls, you know. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that comes from benefits. But do you see that? The principle, if there were any secret, it's that, we live by grace through faith. Everything that God has for you that he wants to do in your life, he's already placed within you as a seed because he's put his spirit within you. And what grace does is teaches you how to come in harmony with his spirit and live out the truth of the law that he's written on your heart. To live out of the influence of God in your heart toward this world. So if giving is a grace, and it's the thing that you can just physically do, it's going to teach your heart, this is how I connect with God. And then it becomes a cheerful thing. Then it becomes a joyful thing. God doesn't want you giving out of lack. He doesn't want you giving as a sacrifice. He, doesn't, he wants when it comes out to be joyful and cheerful, not because it's like, I'm going to be happy, uh, you know. <laughs> But, but because that should be a natural fruit, because your heart has learned how to be influenced by God in the area of giving. And once your heart learns how to connect with God in one area, it begins to know how to in another area. The grace of giving, the, the gift of giving, the gift or the grace of healing, the gift of prophecy, the gift of tongues, all the gifts that we see if we don't have those consistently functioning in our life, I personally think giving is one physical, disciplined way to train your heart how to connect to God's grace. And again, it doesn't make God love you more. It doesn't make God want to bless you more because He loves you in Christ. God is pleased with you because you are in Christ. Do you see that? So let me keep reading here. This is 2 Corinthians 8. In the midst, so uh, the grace that he's talking about in the Macedonian church is this, that in the midst of very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. That sounds like grace to me. Your overcoming poverty wells up into rich generosity. Man, for I testify that they gave as much as they were able and beyond their ability entirely on their own. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service in the Lord's people. 
and they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves first of all to the Lord and then by the will of God to us also. So we urged Titus, just as he had earlier made a beginning, to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part. Again, he calls it a grace. But since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in the love we have kindled in you, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. Verse 8, I am not commanding you. Don't you just love that? Man, you are free. Say, I'm free. I am free. Now, this is Paul, but I want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. <laughs> now that's Paul, you know. He's pretty harsh some, on some of those types, types of issues. But he calls it a grace. So 2 Corinthians 9, uh, you know, it just goes into this idea of whosoever reaps sparingly, so, uh, whosoever sows sparingly reaps sparingly, who gives, who reaps generously. Also, uh, you know what I'm saying. I'm trying to fast forward. <laughs> Uh, give what you have decided in your heart. Amen. See, it's a heart thing. As we become more accustomed to shifting our minds and our hearts to manage the things that are in our hands according to putting Him first, the benefit is our hearts are taught how to connect with grace. Our hearts are taught to put kingdom things first. Our hearts are taught to trust his ways. Trust that he is our provider. Now, if for you, you have a different way to discipline your mind and teach your heart of how to connect to God's grace so that you're experiencing all the promises he's promised you in Christ, then do that. You know, I, honestly, I, this is not, I'm not trying to wrench your hand or, or put some type of, you know, manipulative message out there. I'm not wanting to make empty promises. In fact, if, you, if, if, it's, if it's a heavy thing for you, be careful because you don't want to get into the mindset of thinking, okay, God, now I've given, now you owe me. Or now I've given, I've done the act, so when's, where's this grace stuff going to come up and teach me how to get healed too? It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It's got to be a commitment to consistent, uh, a, a disciplined lifestyle knowing that it will bear fruit, Right? No expectation attached to it other than you're opening your heart to experience transformation Amen. as under the influence of God. Amen? Amen. Does, that, does that make sense to you? Yes. Now, anything beyond that, uh, you know, we can have personal conversations about that, but man, I'm telling you, don't watch... CNN for your perspective of what's going on in the world and don't watch <laughs> telethons to get your perspective on God how sees money. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? You're free. You're free. You're free. You're free. You are free. You are free. I'm free. I'm free. I am free. I'm free at last. That's right. <laughs> See, because the kingdom is backwards. We think the more I give, the less I have. Kingdom says the more I give, the more I have. I mean, huh? We're backwards, right, yeah. 
It's like most of the stuff that we're confused about, here, here's how you know that you're probably thinking either carnally or legalistically. If you're confused about it, flip it backwards, and then it'll probably make sense to the kingdom in the kingdom for you. I mean, honestly, it doesn't make sense, right? It's like, I'm, the more I give, the less I have, then I won't be able to do this. Well, no, it's a heart thing. It's a, it's a seed time and harvest thing. Again, it doesn't, there's not some magic thing that God says, oh, look, now they're giving, now I'm going to give them more. It's just the way this works. You sow, and it produces back a harvest. That's just the way it works. That's the kingdom. Amen? And, and it's not about the money, it's about your heart. The money's a tool. Amen.